Today on the Youth Descending Podcast, we have Vancouver rapper Trey Six on the show. We talk about growing up in Siri, his early beginnings in music, and what life has been like since making the decision to go solo. We'll get into that in a little bit, but first, as always, I have some news. Folks, the music world is beginning to look in Vancouver's direction. This past week, two artists from the region have garnered some significant national and international attention. Starting with Boslin, who made an appearance on TSN's Instagram story for a brief interview with one of their reporters. His song Trip has been chosen to be played during the TSN broadcast of March Madness. Now this may seem like a minor accomplishment, but to me it's just another indicator that people in the mainstream are starting to understand what is happening in Vancouver and are paying close attention. The other Vancouver artist who is helping shine light on the region is Oliver. Oliver just won a song contest with the music streaming and distribution platform AudioMac. His song, Known Better, featuring Rude Nala, was, cho- was chosen out of thousands of submissions by the vice president of A&R at Epic Records. So once again, Oliver is just another reason why major labels are beginning to look in Vancouver's direction. To round out the news coming out of Vancouver, we have artist and producer duo So Loki, who just dropped their first album since 2017 titled Space God. So Loki have been major players within the Vancouver music scene for quite some time now. They bring a unique and innovative style to rap that has garnered an international audience. I think if you enjoyed the Baby No Money Young Gravy mixtape, this So Loki album is worth the listen. Some standout tracks include Bottoms, Numb, and West, with West being my personal favorite. Moving into Calgary now, rapper and Sorry Not Sorry member Don Zay dropped his single titled Trendsetter. At just over 90 seconds, this quick song definitely pairs a new style of production to Donze's voice. Throughout the song, he boasts about being a trendsetter in his city, and this confidence extrudes through his voice throughout, creating an upbeat bop just in time for the summer. Another Calgary artist dropped a single this week. Dozy released his new song, Suffa. Dozy introduces an afro beat with this song and it is surprisingly uplifting and really just makes you want to get up and dance. Dozy has been responsible for a number of Calgary anthems and this song is yet another notch in Dozy's belt that further solidifies him as one of the best in his city. I can't help but make the comparison of Dozy's voice to J. Cole's because when you listen to it the resemblance is almost uncanny. The music video by Braden Ma and Brad Villanueva was also dope so I encourage you guys to check it out. And finally, moving over to Winnipeg, where Wise and Fab has dropped yet another song titled More to Life. One thing I really respect about Wise and Fab is his love for his home city of Winnipeg and just how much he wants to change the perception the world has about it. He's able to create anthems that resonate heavily with the people around him, and in return, they have been his true fans since the start. That cult-like fan base is becoming more rare, I think, in today's music industry, which is why Wyson Fab is now in a position to use his fan base as leverage when he decides to work with a label. But who's to even say that he wants that? Wyson Fab is a living example that proves that although it is difficult to achieve, being, su- being a successful independent artist in Canada is possible. Using the people around you to create a movement can be done. It only takes the right person with the right message to do so. 
Wyson Fab's new song, More to Life, continues to follow the same narrative of his last two songs. It's clear to me that Wyson Fab has been struggling with the fact that he's beginning to find success and fame, and people in his life are beginning to turn and show their true colors. He's trying to deal with being pulled in all different directions while still trying to remain on course towards his goal of becoming a superstar. This reality check is vocalized in the title because Wyson realized that there is more to life than just the music shit, and understanding that all of it needs to be aligned is something he didn't anticipate. I'm really excited for Wyson Fab to continue on his trajectory, and it's a, it's a testament to his character that he was able to recognize this harsh, harsh reality so early on. That's pretty much all I got for you guys this week. Once again, if you're not already, be sure to follow the Instagram at youth.ascending, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Music. So I think it's time we throw it over to Trace Six and you guys hear hear this interview. So without further ado, here's Trace Six, everybody. Today on the Youth Descending Podcast, we are joined by one of the most exciting acts out of Vancouver right now. Hey. Trey Six, welcome to the show. Hey man, thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. Now, when I when I say, um, now I know like you're technically from Surrey, so like when outsiders like myself kind of classify you as an artist coming out of Vancouver, does that like bother you at all? No, I don't think, I mean, I kind of, I sometimes say I like Vancouver too, just because like, I, I grew up in Surrey. I'm from Surrey. I rep Surrey, but like I'm in Vancouver all the time. Like that's where all my music gets made, right? So it's like I, I have a connection to Vancouver as well. So I don't I don't I don't mind it at all, actually. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you grew up in Surrey. Like, where, have you lived there your whole life? Yeah, I've lived here my whole life. Yeah, yeah, I grew up here. Yeah. So as somebody that like has no idea what Surrey's like, kind of give me your perspective of what it was like, kind of growing up there. I mean, I switched schools a lot. Um, yeah, like, I mean, elementary school is awesome. Like, you know, growing up here is like, as a kid, it was the best, best child that I could ask for. You know, I, I grew up beside my best friends and um, high school, it, you know, it got kind of real when like high school came around, like just like how people act and, you know, like kind of like the mentality some people kind of have here. Um, yeah. Overall, I had good experiences. It was ups and downs, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. So, I mean, I appreciate everything series done for me as a person. I, I love growing up here, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm just trying to get an idea of just what the whole environment was like you said it kind of shifted in high school like what do you kind of mean by that i mean like yeah i used to get i used to get bullied a lot just for like i used to get bullied for like just being myself so it's oh, like really? that's what i mean where it kind of like shifted it was like i didn't know like being myself like wasn't working out but like i didn't know what else to be you know what i mean so that let mm-hmm. me kind of switch schools a lot because like i thought something was wrong with me as to where like I was just being myself. So it was actually, you know, the people who didn't like me, that was just on them. Right. So yeah. as a, as a teenager, it was kind of confusing to learn all that. Cause like, I was always just a nice guy and I just, you know, being friends with everybody and all that. So, it, you know, that's what I mean by ups and downs. It was like, it was just like a learning period basically. Right. Like um, for sure. Yeah. No. So like when you're switching schools, is it like, I'm not sure, like, I don't know how big Siri is, but were you kind of, like in high school, would you associate with people outside of Siri or was it like primarily everybody you knew and all your friends were from Siri? Yeah, no, I honestly, I didn't really walk with anybody else outside Siri up until two years ago. Honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all my friends were inside like my neighborhood. 
pretty mm-hmm. much. So I didn't really even know anybody outside that really. Yeah. 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 Cause it's interesting just cause I come from a small town in uh, Northern Alberta. It's called Fort Murray. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just kind of, it's kind of the same deal. Like you only, you kind of know, I like growing up in the high school, like I would, by the time I was in like grade 12, it was to the point, like there's four high schools. And if you didn't know somebody, you almost, you, if you didn't know them personally, you knew of them. It was kind of small like that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I don't know if there's like any parallels there kind of just in how it's kind of just difficult to kind of, escape some sort of reputation whatever if that starts yeah, to build i feel you i feel like once social media came into play that's yeah. when I, that's when we really start figuring out like other people from other schools and stuff like that um but like before that yeah it was kind of just like who you saw was who you knew you know mm-hmm. so. yeah that's that's pretty interesting because you're 21 right yeah i'm 21 yeah yeah so yeah I'm, I'm like only a year older than you but it's just like i feel like our kind of generation was we're almost like that middle child to where we, we kind of grew up before. And then we were like almost like preteen teenagers by the time social media became a thing. Uh, yeah, and sure. so it's, it's, it's kind of a weird spot to kind of, to, to be, I guess. Cause I feel like we're kind of the, ge- the generation now, especially, and you see it in like in your music, obviously that we're kind of pushing the culture. Exactly. And, and I, I don't know. I think it's, it's kind of, it's exciting. And, um, uh, I, I think, um, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but, um, it's crazy because we use, so it's, it's crazy because like we were in that period of social media and it's like, now we're using it for our business purposes and like, yeah. I'm trying to, you know, use it as my platform now. It's so before it was all just about, you know, like connecting with other people and like even just showing people what you were up to. Right. But now mm-hmm. it's all about like how we use it and, you know, it, it like everything that we post, it, it's all about, you know, how to bring our business up. So it's like, it's weird at how it's our tool now. And before it wasn't like that at all. Right. Yeah. And just how like the world is a change to become like, that's just the economy of what it actually is. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's so interesting because like, I remember like going home and like going on Facebook and actually writing statuses about yeah. what I did at school that day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just like, nobody does that anymore. And it's just uh, kind of no. so, it's so crazy to see how it's kind of evolved in such yeah. a short period of time. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I, I think it's interesting because like I, you growing up in Surrey and only hanging out with, people from Siri, like I've noticed now kind of as an artist, like there's like people from all different of the neighborhoods Mm -hmm. um, are starting to kind of come together regardless of uh, where they're from, who they're affiliated with and kind of just coming under the umbrella of Vancouver to represent the city on the world stage. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, like, would you say that it's kind of moving forward past like kind of being so segregated or do you think there's still kind of a little bit left? Um, I feel like, like from an artist standpoint, um, I think it's really getting to the point where like everyone's coming together. Um, like before I didn't really, it's weird. Cause I'm just kind of new to like the, the whole community of like the artists around here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like last year, I honestly just started getting to, in talks with a lot of them. So it's like, I feel like it's very supportive. Everyone's very supportive around here now. It's like, I can see a change coming through almost right. Like it's like um, we're just waiting to kind of pop off. Right. Like, the, like yeah. we want to make, we want to make a name for the city, whether it's Vancouver, whether you want to call it Surrey, whether it is like everyone's fighting for that same spot. Everyone's trying to get light on the, on, on BC pretty much. Right. So it's like, yeah, 
I think I think people are coming together and it's like it's working out pretty well actually yeah mm-hmm. and um I guess we'll go back to the start of your music career so I'm, I'm just curious like at what point what were like the chain of events that kind of led you to pursuing music full-time um full-time it was basically like I mean when I first started doing this I was uh I was just graduated high school um and that's when we really kind of started recording and making music properly I'd say um but like I couldn't focus on you know both things I told myself like I'm, I'm gonna go to school and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do both I'm gonna try to do both at the same time but like I wasn't interested in the school right like it just what yeah. I was learning like I wasn't that wasn't for me so I what I would do was like I would I would go to I would go park in a parking lot like during class when I was supposed to be in, in, at KPU and I would just like I would just find Wi-Fi and I'd pull up a beat on YouTube and I would just start writing to it and then like after doing that for so many weeks I realized like I'm just wasting my money like why am I paying yeah. school right now right when I could just so that's when I kind of clicked to me and I was like I need to do this full time if I like if I really want to do it right mm-hmm. and um, the hardest part was probably just getting like you know my parents to like kind of see what I see because obviously. Um, you know, I have, I have Indian parents and like, you know, they came here with nothing. Right. So it's like, for, for me not to go to school, it's kind of like, that's a big thing. That's a big, like, that's a big yeah. for them. And they're trusting me, um, with the decisions I'm making. Right. So it's like, now it's, it's they're very supportive because obviously they saw results and they saw mm-hmm. like, you know, all of the stuff I've done since I started, how much I've grown. So, um, but you know, it wasn't easy starting off. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of a bit of how it, how it started. Yeah. So- so uh, did you start off as a solo act and then become a duo or was it a duo and then a solo act? No. So if, if you really want to take it back, it was, um, yeah. we actually started with, um, AP, he started making beats. That's what was, I was in high school, um, grade 12 that year. So mm-hmm. it was one year before it, like we really started doing stuff. Um, yeah. he started making beats. So at the time I would skip high school class and go to his house and be like, yo, make beats, like make more beats. I wasn't even rapping or anything at the time. And he wasn't either. Um, but then he started kind of just spitting flows and then like, I felt like, yo, maybe I could rap or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he bought like a mic and stuff like that. Um, he bought like the software we were cooking up in his, in his basement. Mm-hmm. So it really did start just straight out of the basement studio. Oh yeah. And... Straight, out of, straight out of the basement. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So was there like a grow? there's obviously like a growing phase, but I don't know. It seems like when you first started releasing, by the time you were releasing music, like the sound was already there. Um, what like what was like kind of like the biggest hurdle i guess to quote unquote finding your sound um i would say like for me beforehand i I had no idea i was going to be an artist right like Mm -hmm. up until you know we started it so it was like i kind of had to learn how to do it right um i wasn't i wasn't good (laughs) i was making trash music like i was literally learning how to rap at the time right so um but like the fact that, you know, there was two of us, it did help that like we could bounce off of each other at the time. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But sorry, what, what was the question again? Sorry. Uh, I was just wondering just kind of what was the big, biggest hurdle you had to go oh, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. I think, yeah, like the biggest hurdle would be like getting over the fact of like, people are going to hear this, like, and yeah. not, not like beating yourself up so much. Cause you, you think like a hundred times before you release something like, man, this person's going to hear it. This person's going to hear it all these people are going to hear it and what are they going to think? And the biggest hurdle for me is probably like just saying, fuck it. Like it doesn't matter at the end of the day, it's my work. I'm proud of it. Right. So I need to, I need to be able to um, fully believe in that and not care like what people are going to think. And, Mm -hmm. you know, once people, once, once I did get over that and it did come out, 
all the positive feedback came back and, you know, it just felt even better. Right. And like the stuff mm -hmm. I was thinking before it, it wasn't even in my head anymore. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. Like just having that some level of just conviction to be like, this is me and take it or leave it. You could, don't have to listen to it if you yeah, don't want. Exactly. And, but yeah, no, I understand that. Um, and then, so how far along into these, these basement studio sessions did you guys just decide, all right, let's, we're, we're wrapping now and we need a name. We need, where did, where did Trey six come from? So it's like, um, yeah, <laughs> is so, it like um, some sort of satanic reference or is it like, <laughs> <laughs> um, at the time, okay. So like, this is kind of when we met KGB, um, this is kind of when, so like we, me and AP were making music. We, we, we were going by like just our own names. I was, I'm, I was peak season. That's yeah. what I went by. And he was, uh, just AP and, so we would go by AP and peak season and that was it. And then we got to the point where like, we didn't think the mixes were sounding good because we were doing it all on our own. Right. Like mm -hmm. AP, the one mixing the stuff. So it was like, it wasn't sounding up to par what we wanted. And at the time when I hit Kultar up on Instagram in the DMS at the time, he was just building his first studio at Burnaby. They were just, they were just getting that together. And, okay. um, he kept telling me, he's like, just wait, there's a studio getting made and stuff. He's like, who is this kid? Right. He's like, who <laughs> yeah. And who are these two kids? Like, like, sorry, I so trying to make music. Like never heard of these guys before. Right. Uh -huh. And, um, once the studio did get made, yeah, he gave us a chance. And like, that's when we started making like some real music with the help mm -hmm. of his like ear and actually his production and all that. Um, and that's when like we started making our first project, that Trey six project. The, yeah, that, I was yeah. wondering what I because you guys took it off of Spotify, but I for, I remember hearing that music. That was the first like, I think I think that was like the first few songs that I heard from you guys. And then yeah, yeah, that um, was like what year did that come out? That came out in 2019, June June twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah. so that was like our first like project um, that came out, and yeah, so that was when we worked with that was the first time working with KGB, and the name kind of came when we were making that project um it was we were we were really into some like satanic shit then like we were going through yeah. a phase. but like um a, a really cool thing we, that we thought of when we uh were making the name was like school district 36 and like you know just district 36 is like our district here in surrey right oh, which, is okay, three yeah. six, which is like which is pretty cool because we like the name tray six how it sounded right um yeah. also we did just like the whole theme of like the 666 like it just it was just something that like stuck with us kind of you know what i mean mm -hmm. um and yeah, it just kind of rolled from there and, you know, it became what it is now. So how, I'm just curious, how, how like, with the timeline from like when you first hit up uh, KGB to the timeline to when um, the project came out, how far, how long was that? We, we, um, did, did you ever hear I Need More? I'm... Uh, I so, so we did, we did, um, we did one track with him beforehand okay um, or sorry we did one track that he just mixed right so we brought the beat to him and we yeah. put that out and then i believe oh no i need more was also a beat we brought to him so we did two songs and then he was like okay i think these guys are have some like potential pretty much yeah so he, so he we started like asking him for beats and so that's when he started making beats for us and then once uh -huh. we got on his beats is when like something we, we knew something special was kind of going on like we knew yeah. there was something something going on at least right so once he started making the beats, we kind of just, we would just kind of book sessions with him um, every, so, every so often. And then we had like, you know, six, seven songs stacked up and um, mm -hmm. decided that was the right thing to do. Struck a project. Yeah. That's dope, man. Uh, we'll talk about KGB in a, in a little bit, but um, yeah. I just kind of wanted to get back to 
I guess, yeah, that project. Well, I could just be making this up in my head, but there was there a Sharuk feature on there? Yeah, yeah. So there was a, uh, the song DW. Yeah, that song. Yes. A lot of people. That song. Like that song. I yeah, fucked yeah. with that song. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Pissed off that you guys took that off Spotify. But <laughs> no, um, he's been he's been quiet lately. And it's been I've just been like he's been releasing. He released a couple songs and he's one of those artists where it doesn't matter when he drops. Like, you know, as soon as he does, it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if you have like a personal relationship with him, but or uh no Shrew, yeah Shrew, oh he's a, he's a good homie for sure man he's uh when we were when we started this shit man he gave us he helped me out a lot like a lot of the stuff um like i had writer's block so many times that you know he all yeah no he um he's he's given us a, a bunch of tips and help man and making music with him uh with him was just like what some of the best times man yeah mm-hmm. we had a lot of good times so do you have any insight onto when uh his next project's dropping or Shit, man, he's mysterious with it, man. You know, like, <laughs> he is. Uh, I couldn't tell you, man. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't <laughs> tell you, but hey, we're, we're excited, man. Excited. Yeah. So, yeah, so AP and Peak, two uh, childhood, uh, your childhood best friends, right? Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, they essentially take the city by storm just shortly after beginning. And um, so how do you go, like, from the project drops to your one of your first shows at fortune club which is one of the more iconic venues in in vancouver tell me about like mm-hmm. what you remember from that first show that's oh, that show um in march you're talking about right yeah right before right before like the quarantine oh that show was man that's like i i, I take that moment for like anytime i'm feeling down I literally take that moment. I just, I think about that moment, man. Cause it was one of the most like surreal moments. You know, it was like, we've done like little shows. Um, but like, we never even had like a proper stage like that, you know, like, yeah. so like when we hopped up and they said like, yo, Trey six, Trey six, and we hopped up and we see like the whole, like the place was full and mm-hmm. man, it was just, I had goosebumps the whole time. Like it, I didn't sleep that whole night just thinking about it, you know? Cause it was like, that's just, that's the shit I work for. Right. Like that's the shit. Yeah. That's like, that's the dream right there. So, um, yeah, it was amazing, man. Yeah. I, I, that's one, probably one of my favorite memories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been like, you obviously are in the same boat as like a lot of artists too. just kind of just as soon as you started getting traction, traction, doing shows and then boom, Corona hits, but you're also one of those artists that kind of still managed to adapt to a COVID era and to not being able to perform. And you've still kind of been able to grow. What do you think, um, what, how, what was your kind of mentality as soon as the pandemic started? I mean, I'm not going to lie. At the beginning, it was pretty rough just because, yeah. like, that was when, like, we had some stuff coming out still as a duo. And um, mm-hmm. we had really big plans. Honestly, we were, just like you said, after the show, we were looking to just, like, we were so hyped up. We had all the energy, right? Yeah. So we were making a lot of big moves. And, um, yeah, like, me myself like i'm a very outgoing person i like being around people i like being around my homies as, like as much as i can right so when like we had to be isolated and stuff like that um i don't think i was making the best music at the time just because of like how isolated everybody was i wasn't really thinking right so like yeah it, it started off kind of rough but um as like you know the the summer came summer came the vibes kind of started up the kind of kind of got more into it right so we started making mm-hmm. some more music um and that's when kind of 
we decided like we should, I, I was going to go solo. That was kind okay. of around the time. Yeah. Um, just cause like, I felt like, uh, it was the right time to do it. Like I just, um, felt like I had, I had a lot to do on my own. Um, but yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was kind of just leading into, you kind of touched on what I wanted to talk about, like your decision to go solo. Like you said, it was, it was kind of a decision that you made on your own rather, or, or was it more of like just the, uh, a combination of circumstances that kind of led to that. Yeah, I would say, yeah, you were right there. Like it was a kind of a combination of things. Like, like I felt like we had kind of done our thing almost, you know, like we, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes when people have different ideas, like it's not always the best to like, they clash, right. Stuff clashes and yeah, people have different opinions on things. And like, like literally no hate to AP. He's still my bro. Like we grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like still, I love that guy to death. Right. Um, I'm, I'm kind of glad we're, we're, we're able to do our own things. Cause I, I want to be able to like see his music. Right. And I, I want yeah. him to be able to, sh- I want to be able to share our music with each other. Right. And listen to each other's music and maybe down the line, you know, who knows what can happen. Right. Like, yeah, maybe we'll hear some, well, maybe we'll hear, we'll hear some old trace six stuff. Maybe we'll, exactly. we'll collaborate with some stuff will happen in the future. Right. But, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, and then, so first song coming out of as a solo act was titled breathe. And I mean, the title alone is kind of evident that you're, you're happy kind of now having complete control of your creativity, but uh, I guess, yeah. Do you, you think it's fair to say that it's much more difficult to kind of make decisions as a group than it is as a solo act? Mm-hmm. I feel like um, that was probably one of the, like the biggest things. Um, it's like when you're so passionate about something and like you, you, you have people that like don't disagree, but have a different standpoint. It, it, yeah. it does tend to, it does tend to, you know, get kind of chaotic right so um yeah it does it it definitely feels good to just kind of be in control right um and kind of go based off like my own my own intuition and stuff right yeah for sure and then so what has been the biggest change in in terms of your creative process since going solo i think i think just kind of being alone in the studio um Mm. i kind of i kind of was used to like having somebody always there or having other people always there and kind of even get asking for help. I learned to kind of depend on myself more and like get things done knowing where it's like, it's just me. Like I got to do this. Like I got to, I got to pull up, I got to fasten up my belt. I got to pull up straps and got to do it myself. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That was probably one of the main things that like, I really learned out of the situation. Yeah. Just a level of accountability and yeah, yeah. just, just discipline really, because right. I mean, at the same time, like you guys had a really good thing going. So to a certain extent, it was quite a big risk for you to go solo. Mm-hmm. So honestly, props to you because it turned out to, to benefit you in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my other question about the, the single breathe, you, uh, I think you hired Aiden Lawson to do your uh, artwork. What yes, was sir. kind of... What was kind of the explain the idea behind the the the, the design because it's kind of similar to your press play one, right? Yeah, so they they go hand in hand actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we actually had those covers done uh, a while ago, but like that's the thing. So before quarantine, like before this whole COVID thing, we had those covers were were done way back then, and they were for two oh, different wow. songs. But like those ended up falling through and everything switched over. But I didn't like I love those covers. Aiden killed them yeah. so good, so I like I I had to use them. So. Like when it came down to the time of me releasing breathe, 
I already thought about press play, right? So I kind of had this plan that I knew that was going to come up next. So mm-hmm. it was perfect because breathe was like that blue. It was like, you know, that kind of ice, like cold kind of feeling. Yeah. So like, it just, like, it just went hand in hand. It went perfectly. So, um, Aiden's actually done some work before too. He didn't want you. He didn't want this track with CODIS too. Oh um, shit. Yeah. 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 That as well. So yeah. I, I, I rock with, yeah. I rock with Aiden Hardman. He, he's, he's, he kills it, man. He gets stuff done like quickly too, man. I'm, I thank that guy, man. That guy's awesome. <laughs> no, man. I, I honestly, he's one of those people that like, I'd be interested to just kind of have a conversation with just pick his brain because oh, yeah. him oh, along man. with the whole team at like a chaos club, they're, they're doing some crazy things. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. So going back to KGB, Coltar got that bounce. Obviously, he's been an uh, he's had a big influence on uh, your sound. But um, I guess at the time you you two began working together, was there a specific moment or like song where you guys like kind of looked at each other and were like, "Okay, this is our sound." No, I'm not, I'm gonna be honest. It was breathe. It was it was probably breathe because like let me tell you how that song was made. So it's like. Um, I walked in the studio and this was made like a year ago. Um, mm. I walked in the studio and like the first thing he did was just play this loop. It was by this uh, other producer called AK, AK going crazy. Oh, yeah. um, he played the loop and I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> and instantly, like I started writing instantly and, and the beat was made in about, I would say 20 to 25 minutes. And I was done writing in like hand in hand. Like he was, he was layering up the, the hi-hats. I was finishing up my last bar. By the time the wow. beat was done, put the headphones on, the song was made in an hour. It was one hour the song was made. Yeah. And the whole night, the whole rest of the night was spent listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know that, that one. I don't know. I think it's after the first chorus when the second, second lead, I don't know what it is. It sounds like some sort of, sounds. That bad yeah. <laughs> you can't even explain it but like it's it's just like so crazy and the production yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's just crazy so i guess and i would say that Coulter also kind of has been a, f- a major force behind defining the sound of vancouver but from your point of view how would you describe vancouver's sound as it starts as it's slowly starting to develop how would i describe it damn i haven't that's a good question i mean i yeah. I, I i listen to like mostly city music right yeah so damn like i love it man like it's like i don't i don't think of it like when i when i listen to city music i don't think of it as competition you know it's mm-hmm. just like it feels like like inspirational pretty much right it's like yeah. damn like these are people from my city and like they're making this beautiful music it's just like it feels it feels good to be a part of it almost that's that's what yeah. i love most is like the fact that somebody else could be listening to my thing and being like damn like this guy's from my city and like we're doing this right so it's like yeah it just feels good to be a part of the community right um mm-hmm. and have, you know guys like guys reaching out to like talk about stuff like this it's it's, it's dope you know it, yeah no uh, yeah no ever since i've just kind of started this whole page and podcast like it's been interesting to kind of talk to like because i'm covering like western canada so specifically vancouver calgary and edmonton and it's kind of from my perspective it's been very interesting just because i've seen kind of the same kind of uh things happening all within these cities but they're happening independently Mm -hmm. and it seems like there's some sort of formula to creating some sort of community in order for the music to kind of have somewhere to live and so like vancouver is obviously like way ahead of 
Calgary and Edmonton, but it's it's slowly but surely like Edmonton and Calgary are, are they're start, starting to catch up. So like it's I think it's it's really cool to see kids our age just really trying to create and trying to make something to represent where they're from, right? Because I don't even think like prior to my well, like 10 years ago there's was there like a, a dominant music community in Vancouver? I'm I'm not sure. No, like, no, and, and to take it back to like what you were saying was like you need a community to kind of make shit happen is like I used to think if I had a fire song, I could drop the song and that song was just going to do crazy numbers because it's a fire song. But it's mm-hmm. like you slowly realize it's like you need to you need people around you who like you've spent time actually making relationships with you. Like that's the main thing is is getting out there and actually getting into your community and like making people aware of your, you. Like you have to pe- make people aware. No one's mm-hmm. going gonna to find you and just like give you a handout basically, right? Like no one's just going to start telling people about you. Like you got to go out there and do it. So I definitely mm-hmm. think like well, you were right with that. Like you, you need a community behind you. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So have you, as you started like reaching out and expanding your network, um, what's it been like kind of just working with different artists? I love working with different artists. Like damn, um, I've been working with some of the guys like JML, Known, uh, I've worked with Elijah Blonde, um, mm. you know, like all from the city. And it's just like, yeah, it's dope. I, I honestly, I think I make the best music when I'm around other artists. Like it's yeah. just, it's just something like, it's like we have some kind of like telepathy, you know, it's just, dope. Yeah. it's just like that energy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because so you mentioned Known, like he's not really, you guys kind of have like different, different sounds. So is that like, do you kind of like going outside of your, your, your genre or is it like, does he come into your genre or is it kind of like a combination of both? No, I love it. Yeah. Like I don't, I honestly don't think like I could, cause it, it's funny because like the, the viewer can only see the songs that are out right now. Right. And here's yeah. like, so like that, like, so the songs I have out right now, you could put it kind of put a, a genre to it, but yeah. like catalog I have, I can't put a genre to it. Right. So it's like, that's why I would say, like, I don't think I make music in a specific genre, but like, yeah. I just need to get it out. <laughs> so, so like, yeah, no, um, I think it's a bit of both. Like, we kind of step into like a middle ground of each other's sound, right? Yeah. So, which I think is just the beauty of collaboration, right? Yeah, it's kind yeah. of the whole point. Yeah, that's probably um, one of the, the most um, exciting. Like, I'm most excited about to drop is that uh, is something with known and uh, mm-hmm. like sooner than later. So, <laughs> so, so is I guess like. Of the artists in the city that you you've I guess seen and just been a fan of, like, is there anybody that you haven't worked with that like you 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 want to work with? Yeah, that's, there's definitely people. Like, I'm trying to work with like everybody in the city. Yeah. Like, before I go work with anybody else outside, like, I want to I want to make sure I hit like most people in the city. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you have to think about like that's that's one thing that like with me and known it's kind of dope because we kind of know of each other. So it's kind of easier, but like if your sounds are completely on two different sides, it's kind of hard for you to make your way to work with somebody else. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. There's definitely some, some more people I definitely want to hit up and see um, if I can get some stuff going on. Yeah. So you're, you're, I'm kind of just guessing here, but it feels like you're kind of the guy that you'd rather have like a genuine relationship with somebody before you work with them, than just kind of it just be professional. Yeah. I feel like, the relationship kind of is made when we make music. So mm. like if you were to come into the studio and like you're, you're kind of just focusing on yourself and you're not really 
you're in your own bubble. Like I can't, I don't really mess with that. I like to get to know you in the studio and that's when like something, something gets created. Yeah. Right? Something dope yeah. is created. Yeah. Yeah. Because low key, man, like I just think you, you're like your music. I think I, I would say you and Manila Gray could make like a really, really good song. Oh, that's, I want them, man. I want to get a yeah. song. With them. I, want, I, I bump them like every day, man. I bump their shit every day. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I fuck with the Zell's work, man. It's crazy, crazy shit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no. And just kind of going back to the, like the sound of Vancouver, I feel like they're kind of also the ones pushing it. Like it's, oh, yeah. They're definitely almost like, like I it's think they're the biggest, the, like the biggest like influence right now for sure. Yeah. Sure. yeah and it's 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 kind of all a zell and yeah what those guys got going and their the project is coming out soon I'm, I'm excited oh yeah i'm fucking excited for that man. yeah definitely, definitely um so i guess are there my other question for artists in the city is is there anybody that may not have like a huge following or like isn't as like big but you think deserves a lot more recognition than they they currently have any I mean, like under, I think underrated honestly, honestly Reve is on the come up right now but like oh. she, i feel like she's she's like an underdog just fucking that's just waiting to just go off man because like the type of music Reve makes is like the shit you see in movies like it, it's like some shit that like you would see in like a james bond movie or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. damn yeah i i feel like um i feel like people need to watch out for Reve for sure yeah no, shout out Reve. I've heard of her, but I haven't really fully tapped into like her sound and her her music. I feel like so. it's um like a like a from a, like a female artist. Like it's it's very <laughs> like um like I don't listen to a lot of female artists, and not not just because like I don't I don't know a lot of female artists that like the music doesn't come around much. Like, but when I hear Reve shit, I'm just like, damn, bro! Like it it yeah. takes it takes you away for a bit, you know? Like it makes you like. You really listen in that's and crazy like, you know it's, it's yeah it's some shit it's an experience I that's think. dope yeah that's dope um so the whole idea behind my brown youth ascending is to kind of just capture these artists artists like yourself that just right before they kind of break into the mainstream mm-hmm. and i guess like you have like today for example like boston he made the cover of apple music's northern touch playlist mm-hmm. Like to me, that's kind of a major signal that it's only a matter of months until the spotlight is kind of on Vancouver and everybody's looking towards it. So, how do you kind of plan on capitalizing on on that as as it kind of unfolds? Um, one thing I've been focusing on is is videos. Um, I feel like if you, I feel like videos is the best way you can represent your stuff visually, other than like you know get doing an interview like no one gets to really see what you're like listening mm-hmm. to your music you kind of have to visualize it yourself right so yeah. through like through videos i think i'm gonna really like make my name through videos um i think i'm gonna try to use those as much as possible to my advantage um who, what kind of who are the videographers or directors you've been working with um so i've worked with uh hundies dundies visual uh, like have you heard of hundies dundies they're, yes they're, i think i followed them not too long ago yeah hdz visuals um they're crazy so they shot Bree. Um, and they're actually doing the video for press play right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've worked with, this is art productions. Um, have you heard of Chris, Chris Anthony? Yes. Yes. I've heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he's a part of this is Art production. He shot the Trey six video, the first one. 
Um, okay. He does a crazy job. So I have some stuff actually lined up with him in the, in the soon future. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I really want to work with Silver Space. I think we're going to get some shit going. Yeah. Dude, gonna... that, that music video that just came out this morning with uh, Eric Kaprit, like oh, every, nice. Nice. every time, like you think he can't get any better and it's just, just blows you away. Like, did you, did you see the Lost in Texas one too? And none? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've seen dude. that. Crazy shit, man. Crazy. Was, crazy. Was, like, he you're, has the ability. Like, you're in a different world in those videos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Like, he has the ability to kind of just create a whole universe for that yeah. sound, for that song. Um, yeah, no, he's one of those people that I feel like is a very important part of the mm -hmm. Vancouver music culture. And yeah. I think he's he's going to be like a, a big reason why it's it's goes the, as far as it will. Yeah. Um, so your career only only being three years long has been quite impressive to to say the least but i want to know where you see yourself in the next three years man i got big plans man <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully i'll be doing shows man that's like yeah that's my main concern man i just like with this whole with the whole um pandemic it's just it's like hard to it's kind of hard to like picture where you're gonna be in from three years because like exactly it's so unexpected now right like i don't mm -hmm. i don't know where i'm gonna be next week <laughs> you know now it's like yeah it's, it's hard to tell man it's just so much going on but hopefully man I'm, I'm in the studio doing what i'm doing right now man it's making music man making music that i love that's what i'm mm -hmm. trying to do that's dope man well honestly i i wish you the best of luck and once again trey six thanks a lot for doing this i, I really you, really appreciate it yeah and uh Trey Six latest single press play is out now on all major platforms. And why don't you, why don't you tell people where, uh, why don't you tell everyone when the music video is dropping? She, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I could say March, like, March. All right. In March, in March. All right. In March. All right. Cool. We'll get it going. <laughs> take that. We'll take that. All right. Well, cool. thanks again, Trey Six. Right, I appreciate you, man. Take it easy, bro. Yeah, you Thank too. You. All Trey Six, a.k.a. Peak, everybody. I really enjoyed our conversation. One thing I wanted to learn going into this was just more about what it was like growing up in Siri and how that impacted his ability to network now that he is a musician. I found it interesting as someone who comes from a small town to realize that it really isn't much different for people living in these suburbs of Vancouver. Everyone kind of stays and interacts within their community and to see how that is beginning to change because of this music is honestly amazing. We also discussed Peak's decision to pursue a solo career. Although the separation between Peak and AP was mutual, it brought up an interesting discussion about making creative decisions as a group as opposed to being a solo artist. Peak explained how this pandemic really made him question what he was trying to accomplish creatively, and it ultimately led to his decision to go solo. Tracek's outlook on the city of Vancouver is full of optimism and excitement, and to me, this perspective validates my own views on the Vancouver music scene because we both share the belief that in 2021, things are going to change. 
with shows this summer beginning to be scheduled and the potential for clubs to be opening back up very soon. I really truly believe that this summer is going to propel Vancouver's music to the world stage and it's people like Trey Six who are really going to reap the rewards. Overall, I'm glad I got to meet Trey Six and gain his perspective on everything. I wish him all the best in 2021 and I'm, I'm excited to see where his music abilities take him. Finally, I just wanted to give you guys a little update on everything happening in my life right now. With the school year beginning to wind down, my workload has increased quite a bit. So as a result, it's likely that I'll be less active for the next few weeks. There will still be weekly episodes releasing, however. My, my additional content on Instagram will probably see a, a slight decline. But regardless, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Youth Setting Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chris Karui, wishing you all a wonderful week, and I will see you next Monday.